0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live once again.
1: It is the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast. And best bets live stream. It is Wednesday morning. My name is Rob Doster. That gentleman you see in the lucky Alabama hat is the one and only Jeffrey Goodman, Jeff. That hat did not bring you a W last night for your Crimson Tide. No, but it
2: the, the hat it isn't all about. Actually, I did do Alabama uh, live, uh, and I got him at one and a half. So I, I, wow, I, I pushed got There you go. I pushed on Alabama yesterday, but ultimately the hat did do me well because. I had a good night the first time in a while, probably. I feel like it's the first time in like a week that I had a solid night. And really most of it was due to the fact that uh, your West Virginia, Deshaun Butler's West Virginia Mountaineers (laughs) uh, cleaned up for me on both the money line and getting, I I just couldn't believe they were getting five in that game. Yeah. And the best moment of the day day was clearly the Chris Beard technical and uh, ensuing, I don't even know what was that. I mean, he didn't slip.
1: He went down on his own. Okay, so what he was what he was yelling about, he was mad about like three different calls. Yeah. Um and there was like a buildup. of like they, they he they, they've they've kind of gotten railroaded on some some calls in recent weeks and uh he was mad that when Miles McBride fell, he was able to call a timeout instead of having a travel called. Right. So that's why he right. fell and pretended to call a timeout and then said that's a travel. You could read his <laughs> list. He said that's a travel. <laughs> you're so in, you're like, a riot. It's it great. Like, I think I think he was trying to get run at
2: that point. Like, I think yeah, you're like, probably right. He's like, Fuck, dude, very funny, smart. he's very smart. He's very methodical in everything he does. So I- I'm sure you're right. At that yeah, point, there he two knew parts
1: of that that were unbelievable. Like the fall wasn't even the best part. The best part was he gets up and he's just cursing out these refs and he's screaming at them, the mask is <laughs> off. And yeah. then yeah. he walks over and he gives <laughs> Huggy the bear the pound, and Huggy's just standing there like. Yeah, man, I've been there before. I've been
2: there. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, I was just like, yeah, yeah. When I was your age, I yeah. did that too. Now, yeah, I've yeah, been I'm i, mean, I, ain't yeah. I ain't yeah. going down.
1: i I <laughs> go back, back up. And then Beard goes back to yell at the rest one more time. And then he has like four assistants standing between him and the official. And then he turns around to leave, and he runs off the court. What is he doing? Did he run off the court? I didn't even he see that. He ran off the court, up the tunnel.
0: He just ran. He
1: yes. Well, I mean. It might have been a sprint for him at this day and age, but it yeah, wasn't yeah. really like if, if that's his fact. Yeah.
2: We got to. I got to call Beard today and find out. Get get his take on this thing. Oh okay, man, that,
1: it was that was that was an all time ejection, and the the theatrics. I saw and here's like so. I saw some people that were critical of him. They were like, "Why are we celebrating non sportsmanship? And why are we well, celebrating yeah. a guy like getting angry and blah blah I It's like,
2: "Whatever, man." Right, right. Can we, just know,
1: enjoy, can we just enjoy people like that are losing their minds? At least, hey, look, at least he's passionate, right? Oh,
2: he, he is passionate. No question. He's passionate. Uh, you know, uh, again, this this was a win that I, I felt like I, I do. And we've talked about Texas Tech. Like, they're, they're pretty talented. It's not that they're not talented, but I, I think he brings them to that next level. I think West Virginia is more talented, to be honest. Um, than, than Texas Tech. West Virginia, like, this is a really good, underrated West Virginia team that has started to find itself without uh your guy, the Big Sheep. Big Sheep. Like it, 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 it's honestly addition by subtraction, bro. It is because of the way they're playing. Not because he's not a good player, but because playing with two bigs did not work for West Virginia. So I don't know if
1: I would call it addition by subtraction because – if you were able to have Culver and, and Big She like rotating at the five, but you're you know not. That,
2: you're not. They're but, gonna be miserable. They're gonna be yes. they're gonna be shitty in the locker room.
1: Yes, and that's that was what the problem was. It wasn't that, that it makes them better without having the that, that backup for okay. Culver. It's that uh Big She was expecting to be able to play a certain kind of way and get a certain number of minutes, and then those minutes didn't happen because Derek Culver beat him out and um, they wanted you to play know who a good got style, upset? and it's like kind of like, well, this isn't the best thing for me anymore. You know who got really yeah. upset?
2: Who? Big, Big Sheeps people. Yeah, Big Sheeps peeps. Those those were the ones who got even more upset than Big Sheep. Well, it's because they
1: they felt like they had been lied to, but it wasn't that they lied. It's that that Huggins found out like the way for us to win and be the best team that we can be is to play a different style. And that's what Huggs does. Like he he changes. He I don't know. I don't know how many coaches are able to just completely flip things over on the fly the way that he does. Right. The best. Remember a couple years ago when they lost. Who they lost? Aaron Harris, and they lost that kid to uh, to NC State, and I think they lost like three transfers in the summer that were like three of their top four scores. And we You're were like, like oh. well, West Virginia's they're, they're done. And then he turns around and he turns them into Press Virginia, and like they're the
2: best that West Virginia's been since the Kevin Pitts era. But the best he ever did was when he took over the B-Line team and kept what B-Line had done with his own. like mm-hmm. like think about that. Bob Huggins took over and instead of implementing everything that he knew, right, what did he do? He kept what John Bline had already established like amazing to me because there couldn't be two more opposite coaches in the <laughs> country in every single way than than Bob Huggins and John Bline and that's where you do. You got to give honestly. You got to give Hugs a ton of credit. I, I'd actually like to hear, and I'm sure you and Deshaun have talked about this plenty. um I'd like to hear you guys talk to Hugs about that, about adapting over the years, and and how he's done it better than just about anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 incredible how he's been able to. Uh... Tell, tell Deshaun we got you. Got to get Hugs on the pod soon. Well. It, it... I don't want
1: to. I don't want to. I don't want to break any news on here. I don't want to tease right. anything too much, but um, okay. things things are in the works. Um, things, things are happening. Things okay. things things are happening. Moves are being made. Uh, so, anything else big from last night? The, the one thing. Yeah, I, the
2: Duke Blue, Blue Devils. Blue. What do you mean? You're gonna you're gonna go through it without talking about Notre Dame? I don't talk. About, I don't Dame. talk
1: about nit teams.
2: It, it really is. I mean, I honestly, let's talk about nit teams. We're, it, why are we talking about teams team? that are
1: below 500?
2: Hey, did you see my tweet? 10th place in the ACC, dude. 10th place in the SEC, Kentucky. 10th place in the Big Ten, Michigan State. We're, we're in almost in mid-February. Like, it is amazing. If you had ever, you could have, honestly, the, the odds on that before the season might have been like a million to one. I mean, there's no way anybody thought that was possible. Going, They were all top, what, 15 teams in the country? Yeah.
1: Yeah I, I just I I I was so into um the storyline like the Kentucky oh is it going to be a redemption year are they going to turn this thing around and you know is Duke going to be able to figure this thing out no they're just not very good like I I've com- I completely lost yeah. interest in them Yeah no um,
2: I agree I find myself now the only way I'm going to watch a Duke a Kentucky a Michigan State game now really is if they're playing a a, a good team like I'm not you're right. I didn't watch that that Duke-Notre Dame game. I had other shit to do at 4.30. Right, well, I
1: couldn't watch it because it was hidden on the network that nobody is able to watch <laughs> So, whatever. Also, so, hold on. I just realized, like, so for people that don't know, Brian Snow um, loves to get on group texts and, like, talk a ton of shit. And he texted us last night on our group text um, about how – look at, look at uh, Vandy keeping it close against Final Four juggernaut Auburn. And I was like, "Oh, I didn't. I hadn't seen the final score yet. Auburn covered. I did. Auburn sick. covered. Like, what is he talking? Every about? Like what oh, is he talking big. about? Get out big. of
2: here, Snow. Come on. Yeah, why um, did we include Snow in that group yet? I don't know. I don't know. He
1: well, you know what? He started
2: it. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what was. very true.
1: He started it. it. Um, last thing I just have to say is, like, do you think the Johnny's fans are going to get out of our mentions now?
2: They, they, they broke up. Listen, if they had won that game, you know it would have been like like a final four victory against Butler at Butler like do they understand they didn't just lose to to Brad Stevens's Butler Bulldogs with Gordon Hayward, Shelvin Mack and Matt Howard. They just lost to a shitty Butler team. They're not good this year. Now Aaron yeah. Thompson was terrific last night. Uh as he usually is on the defensive end, but he made some shots too. That that's again, that was my point all along with St. John's is I, I want to see it over a long I, – I want you to get to the tournament. If you get to the tournament, then I'm wrong. I'm wrong about St. John's. But everything you do, if you're still in the NIT at the end of this year – hey, by the way, Chris Mullen got you to the NCAA tournament. It wasn't – you know, it was the first four. But he got you to the tournament. So if you're Mike Anderson, you you got to get them to the tournament, don't you?
1: Uh, yeah. And I think they're, they're, they're close now, but like this, this is, this is going to be an ugly loss. This is going to be one that kind of brings that resume down a little bit. And it's not, it's like St. John should have won that man. Like I, they had it. Still, it's still, it's still tilting me because like I had the St. John's money line last night and I feel like it was a good, like, I, I feel like I analyzed that game and I had it right. And I read it right. And for those that didn't watch it, uh, St. John's blew like a double digit second half lead. but. They find a way. They were up by two with ten seconds left, with the ball under their own basket, um, and the inbounds pass hit the dude in the ankle <laughs> for a turnover. He hit him in the ankle. How do you even make that pass? Like how? Like really? What? What is going on? I don't know. I don't know but it cost me. It cost me a little bit of money. So very. A okay.
2: little bit of money.
1: <laughs> Was there anything else
2: worthwhile, or, or can we turn the page?
1: Alabama won. Didn't cover Texas one. Didn't cover Creighton one and covered like there's not not a lot. No, it wasn't wasn't a lot of great games. Let's move forward then. Let's move forward tonight. So Wednesday slate yesterday, I felt like I had a great feel for for the slate. Today's slate, um, I don't feel anywhere near as good about. There are some interesting games. Um, I think the most interesting is probably um, Iowa at Rutgers. Is that right? What do you think? Yeah, yeah,
0: I mean, Rutgers
2: Rutgers at Iowa. The storyline is interesting because Rutgers has played great basketball lately. Remember, they went through that stretch where they lost five in a row. and we're all, like, ready to give up on Steve Peichel. Um, And and Iowa now is going through it. And and everybody in the Big Ten, other than what, like Ohio State and and Michigan because they've been out for so long. Yeah, Michigan Uh, will have their fall soon, though. I, I think so. I do. I agree with that. So you know, to me, this is a tough one to to figure. We don't know what Iowa team is going to come out. I, I I told you this last time. I think they miss CJ Frederick more than you think they do. Um, no, I sh- never said they don't miss it. It's his shooting changes like a lot of things for them. His whole his whole game. I just think he's he's a he's a player that does a little bit of everything, um, and he just again, I just think. They're a team that that needs the sum of their parts. He's a smart player. He's a smart player. And, and part of the thing is again, you, you've got to surround obviously Luca with with shooters. Um in, in their last game, you could see it. I mean, you know, like he he's still he's a good passer out of the double, but it still takes him time. I, I still think I would like to see Luca make decisions quicker sometimes out of the double when he when he gets rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, sometimes again he puts himself in tough square where they'll double uh and they'll either take the ball from him or it'll take him too long to make that pass to the open man. But he I does guess. he does have a little bit of tunnel vision where
1: um he kind of he gets the ball and it's like, all right, I got the ball, I'm gonna go score. Right, right. And he wants more mentality, but you also need like you need to be able to kind of see everything. So there's a little bit of like um it, it, he kind of is a bowl in the China shop at some like at some point. Man. Get them all. The just him. Him. Yeah, the, my my favorite Luca Garza play was um, who were they playing? It might have been Michigan State, where like he was going for an offensive rebound and he lifted his hands and hit. Elbowed an opponent in the face, missed the rebound, and came down and turned around and slapped his teammate in the face and knocked out two different guys <laughs> on one play, and didn't even realize that he had taken two people out because he just started out. Oh man, it's it's so funny. Like I, I love watching him play. Um, I don't love all the, the discourse around him and the pro and like all that kind of stuff. Like that's that's yeah. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, um, me
2: too, because it's like you're just being negative. We all know he's not going to be a great pro. Like, we don't need to say it. It is what it is. I think he'll be a. You know, again, we're not going to get into it. But I mean, I this, think-
1: this is what's going to happen with Luca. He's going to be a second round pick. He's going to hang around the NBA for a couple of years because he plays hard. He's a good. Going to be a good locker room guy. Yep. He's going to realize that he can make a whole shitload of money using his Bosnian passport while playing overseas somewhere. He's going to go to Europe. He's going to be a guy that plays 20 years in Europe, maybe not 20 years, but he's going to play a long long time in Europe. He's going to make a ton of money, more money than he can spend playing over there and have a great life. Like, do you know how nice it is to be able to go to like Italy or yeah. Croatia or Spain and and go make like a million dollars and be a basketball player where by the way, like part of the when you When you make, when you say you make a million dollars a year playing in the NBA, that doesn't like, they they take taxes out of that, right? Right. They don't take, like, you got to pay for your own housing, you got to pay for your cars. Like, a lot of these guys, the best players in Europe, like, when you say you make a million euros a year, like, that is after taxes. And then they also, like, they'll pay for your housing, they'll pay for your car. So it's like the the one million euros in Europe versus one million dollars in, uh, clear United States. A million dollars clear is what it is. So,
2: um, all right. All right. Anyway. Anyway,
1: let's get going here with well, this. Look, I I just want to say, all that said, I love yeah. I love Rutgers in this spot. Rutgers has really good, athletic, tough, aggressive guards that can put the ball on the floor and get to the rim. Jacob Young, Geo Baker's playing really well. Um, I'm I'm right
2: I like the points. I, 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 six and a half right now. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm, look, there's, there's not um, a lot that I feel great about here. but I'm with you. You combine yep. the fact that this is a good matchup for Rutgers with yep. the fact yep. that Iowa, I mean, they're struggling. I don't want to say the Fran fade is fate has started, but the Fran fade has kind of started. They have they they haven't covered a game since January seventeenth. Um, they've lost what is it? Four of their last five now, something like that. They're they're not on a they're not playing. Well. Rutgers one.
2: They've won four straight, so Rutgers is feeling good about themselves again. And they know, like, they win this game, they've kind of entrenched themselves in the NCAA tournament where, like. You know, they still have some work, a little bit you know, of
1: work. You know, you know what the problem is? Um, <laughs> at some point, like everyone, if everyone can beat Iowa, Iowa's like no longer a good one. Yeah, good <laughs> that's what that's what we're running no, into. Right. All right, let's you're let's keep it moving. Um, there are there are four other games that I've written down that I'm interested in. I don't have anything, like, nothing stands out to me at the mid major level today. Like, I loved South Carolina last night. I was with you on James Madison. Nothing, nothing tonight. There are many mid
2: major games. I mean, that's um, part of it. Midweek, you don't get a ton of mid-major games because most of these teams are playing on the weekends back to back. Yeah, Friday and Saturday. So right. my my next favorite bet
1: of the day? Yeah. Are you ready for this? Take a guess. Take a guess. Looking at the schedule, who do you think is going to be? Um, Wisconsin? No. GFV, baby. GFV. Who? Fucking Vols. Oh, God. Who are they playing? Georgia? They're playing, they're playing Georgia at home. 12 and, half. Laying 12 and a half. And, and here's here's my take on it. Um at, for starters, I just think that the matchup makes sense, right? Like Tennessee is a top 15 team in the country at forcing turnovers. They lead the SEC in forcing turnovers. Georgia, they're they I think they're 11th now in uh, yeah, offensive turnover rate. Uh they are they've turned the ball over on 23% of their possessions for the entire season, which is not very good. Um, so I do think that Tennessee is going to be able to kind of overwhelm them with their length and their athleticism. Uh, Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer, like we talked about this the other day, seeing the 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 growth for Keon in the last week, I think has been really, really big. And maybe I'm reading too much into it, but seeing him have the confidence and the aggressiveness to go make a play and draw a foul down by two on the last possessions against Ole Miss – next game come out score 27 take over the game in the final eight minutes and now moving forward like I feel like that's something that's changed a little bit the other part of it is that uh, Rick Barnes kind of made a change and he went like full small ball and started playing faster and started trying to get out and transition more and that is what Tennessee needs to do they need to play Eve Eve at the five they need to go with like Santee and Victor Bailey and Keon Johnson and Josiah Jordan James and like mix those five guys up at the other four spots on the floor and just kind of get that big guy out of the lane. I think they're going to start doing that more. So I'm trying to get back in on Tennessee early. Uh, even if, like, all that other con- contextual stuff, the fact that they're so good at forcing turnovers, Georgia is so bad at turning the ball over, and playing the Georgia playing at the tempo that they normally want to play where they get up and down plays into Tennessee's hands. Like, I just – maybe I'm just – maybe I got those blinders on, Goodman. I might have oh, those blinders on. scare me. I'm, I'm not touching it. Here.
2: And you know how much I don't like Georgia. You know how much, I, but I still just—that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points a lot for a Tennessee points. team that can't score generally. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm just not no. ready. I need to see more of it. I'm not. I'm not going there. What I do like, what I do like is, and the other one that I'm going to stay away from until I get more information so check Bed spurts later today is the UConn um, Providence game because we don't know if teams. I, I assume Book going to give it a go. He's practiced the last few days. Uh, but he hasn't played since, what, January 9th? I mean, it's been a month, uh, January 5th, with the elbow injury. He tried to he tried to talk Hurley into letting him play. Uh, who'd the, who'd the who'd they play the last? Was it Creighton? Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe. Yeah, it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. But yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right, so the numbers, UConn's 5-0 and oh against the spread on the road. Uh, Providence hasn't been great lately. They've lost three straight. They need this one. Kind of both teams need this one. I, I just I don't have a great feel for it, but it's it's intriguing to see if if Book Night comes back. Um, the one I like. What's the line in that game, by the way? Uh, one and a half uh, up to two and a half for, U- for UConn. Probably like I probably would have. One. Okay, so that that line is courtesy of of,
1: uh, of Bet River Sportsbook. Yeah. And real quick, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet Rivers. Uh, if you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now. Is the time Bet River Sportsbook is offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit? But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money, Goodman. When you win at Bet River Sportsbook, they pay fast. And now it's even faster with their Rush Pay Instant Approval for withdrawals. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. I know because I use it. And with March Madness right around the corner, there's never been a better time to give Bet Rivers Sportsbook a try. So go to betrivers.com, download the Bet Rivers iOS app. You must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler Jeffrey. What else you got?
2: Uh, I like Georgia Tech. I like Georgia Tech. The, the line moved up. It's four and a half now. Virginia favored. Uh, remember the last time they played in Charlottesville? It was a nail biter. Georgia Tech had control of it most of the game, and Virginia ended up uh, winning it. Georgia Tech's been very good at home, very, very good at home. And you know me, I'm just not sold on Virginia. I'm not saying they're not going to win this game, but I think if they win, if they win it, it's going to come down to the final minute. So I might even take the the money line on this one, Uh, but I definitely like the points here. I I, I looked at this one too.
1: Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel comfortable with it. Just okay. like I, Virginia is the one team where like I, I've gotten them wrong pretty much every game except for Gonzaga. I never have a great feel for them. And it's one of those teams where it's the same reason why I didn't like betting on Marcus Howard last year or Marquette, because yeah. you're basically betting on like, are there threes going to go down today? Who knows? Um, there's three other lines that I like that. We, and then we can get out of here. Um, I am interested in Villanova. My land ten and a half. Um, Marquette—it kind of feels like a tailspin for them. Their next five games are on the road. Uh, they've lost—I think it's five of their last six games now. That's just—they're not very good. Um, I really like the Missouri money line at Ole Miss. If you can give me points with the number ten team in the country on the road, I will take it. And then Wake Forest minus one—I um, just—I think fading Boston
2: College is a pretty savvy play at this point. Um, Wisconsin. I'm just fading Nebraska right now. I mean, I know they played okay since they came back. I I just – I don't think they're very good. I think Wisconsin can get going against them, uh, and Wisconsin can score. Can score. So they're giving 11 and a half there.
1: I I do like that the only problem that I have is that, um, like, Wisconsin, they can play kind of slow, and if they can kind of muck that up, like, 11 is a lot of points. But that said, like, Nebraska – look, we talked about this – they were horrific against Michigan State that was like my my I, my eyes were literally bleeding watching that game. I'm not going to harp on it too much because I like the guys on both those staffs but um it was it was not pretty basketball. you got anything else Jeffrey?
2: Yeah Mercer um they didn't cover against Sanford at Sanford uh, last time. Sanford has played uh, one game since January 20th. Um again the I, I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like that one. I'm gonna take Mercer given that's five points at Sanford. Um, and then I think I'm gonna fade Northwestern, just continue to fade them. And and Indiana is given four. You know, Indiana's not the easiest team to figure, but Northwestern, last time I checked, has lost nine straight, Robert. Nine straight. So um yep. talking about a team that's kind of a dead team at this point, and Indiana. Uh, is seven and one on the road against the spread this year? Seven yeah, and one. There you go. Like very it. good. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to go there. Uh, do you like the other game we didn't talk about, which I think is an interesting game, Missouri at Ole Miss? Oh, it's, I said I like Missouri. I like the money line. Yeah. I mean, they're getting what a point, point and a half mm-hmm. right now. Uh, the better team
1: with a, with with with, uh, with plus value. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a spot where like we don't, there's not really any home court advantage. So I'll I'll take I'll take the Missouri money line there. All right, so uh, make sure you guys go check the BetSports app. My name there is Rob Doster. His name is Goodman Hoops. Uh, Go follow it there. We're going to have all our picks put in, Um, and we will see you guys again tomorrow morning. Good luck with your bets. Hope you get some winners.